Hey girl, welcome to this week's episode of the Fearless Mujer. I am so excited that you're hanging out with me today and I'm really excited for today's episode. I had the honor and the privilege of having a virtual cup of cafecito with an amazing mujer. She is here to tell us all about reclaiming your voice and why it's important to use your voice as a Latina. So Daisy Lopez joins me for an amazing cafecito chat. She is the host of the Liberated Latina podcast. She's also a visibility and messaging coach. She helps women of color coaches reclaim their voice, create a standout message, and become sought after online through her signature Profitable Presence Frameworks. And guys, she is really inspiring and empowering, and I know that you are just going to love listening to our conversation. So I'm super excited. You will actually be able to click on her podcast if you want to listen to it. You can find it in the show notes and you can also check her out on IG. So her handle is The Liberated Latina. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine. Sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Mujer. I'm so excited. I have an amazing mujer on the podcast today, and I know that she's going to empower you and inspire you to dream. I'm all about like dreaming big, um, but also really challenge your thinking when it comes to some of our goals and business. So I'm super excited. Daisy, I want to welcome you to the Fearless Mujer podcast. So good to be here. This is so fun. So I just really want to first thank you for allowing me to come on and share this space with you. And I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for accepting my invitation. I just couldn't wait to connect with you. But also, I love to share this platform as a place where women know, yeah, I'm going to be empowered there. Because I I just believe that when we lift each other up as, as mujeres, we're just more powerful. You know what I mean? So I just am so honored 100%. that you're here. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So tell us about you, about like what you're doing. I know you're a coach, you're a podcaster. So that's why I'm super excited too, that you're here, but just tell us all about who you are. Yeah. Well, I guess outside of work, I'm a first generation Cuban American Miami girl, born and raised, what's up? Uh, Obsessed dog mom to a uh, two-year-old golden doodle. If you follow me on Instagram, he is like basically part of my personal brand because he's always (laughs) on my stories. Um, And yeah, for, for work, I'm so lucky that I was able to really be guided by, by God. I think one of the biggest ways that God has intervened in my life is Um, showing me that I do have the ability to do what I love. I think 
like many of us, maybe that grew up, you know, daughters of immigrants, granddaughters of immigrants, there was definitely a path laid out for me. So I did the whole thing. I studied really hard. We didn't have money. You know, I didn't have money to go to college. I was like, I really need to bust my tush to get there. Um, And college was a really big thing. So I worked really, really, really hard. I graduated valedictorian of my high school, um, was able to have the opportunity as part of like a first generation scholarship to go to University of Florida and um, went straight into a financial services consulting job, which, you know, on paper was like, oh, my gosh, I made it. (laughs) You know, like this is the dream. And the job was was really eye-opening, but ultimately, you know, it was 50, 60 hour work weeks, traveling all the time to clients, um, both domestically and internationally, because as a Spanish speaker, they definitely, you know, wanted to get me out there and serving some of the Latin American clients. So it was a great opportunity, but ultimately, you know, my my heart wasn't in it and I had really lost myself and what I should be doing until December of 2019 when God really spoke to me and I had this full breakdown And it was right before New Year's Eve. And he just, I just said it for the first time after two and a half years, I was just promoted. Like there was, it was like the raw, the the most on paper wrong time to decide to do something like this. But he just said, you know, this isn't for you and it's time for you to move on and really do what you've been working on behind the scenes, which was coaching. Wow. Um, Yeah. So now I've, I've transitioned a little bit, but ultimately for the past year, I've been a visibility and messaging coach for women of color and at the core of it, it's really helping women of color reclaim that voice because so much of what's talked about in business is about the doing and the hustling and the yeah. all of these external things. But ultimately, none of that can amplify you if your voice is not at the forefront of what we do. So, yeah. wow. Well, first, let me say congrats on. I mean, you were valedictorian. You were doing it at, like at such a young age. So that's amazing. And I know that's such an inspiration. And also, thank you just for your authenticity, because I think that sometimes we have an idea of what it's supposed to look like, what success looks like. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of times as women, we want to please everybody else. So just to have the courage to say, like, God was telling me that this wasn't for me, that's that's pretty powerful. Um, so before we kind of dive into like your work, I do want to hear about your podcast. Like what inspired you to kind of branch out and, and just start using that as a platform? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The podcast was the beginning stages of me discovering that so much of what I wanted to do was going to be centered around voice. Like it was such a, it was such a beautiful act of feeling the pull. And that's usually what I talk about is not pushing us ourselves to do things, but really allowing ourselves to be pulled. Cause that's really, you know, where God is trying to lead us to. Right. And I just felt this pull for podcasting. Um, and I remembered that so much of those two and a half years in corporate were sitting on flights working on a client work, like scrunched up in economy in their American airlines, like trying to get work done on the window seat and, but having a podcast in my ear and listening to entrepreneurship podcasts and empowering podcasts and, and putting together the pieces of what my future life was going to look like and really calling that in energetically and just seeing myself living that. And so much of Instagram felt you know, that whole part of my business in the very beginning really challenged me 
as far as being more visible and showing myself. And I was self-conscious about, you know, how I looked and, and the whole aesthetic part of Instagram. And I was like, man, I just really want to use my voice. Like, I really just want to speak from the heart. And I want to, I don't want it to be about what things look like in the filters. I just, I just want to serve and I want to show people the, the character of my heart. So, um, that's what I, I just decided to do it. The first few episodes were recorded in my mom's closet. <laughs> that was the best audio quality. And oh my gosh, it was amazing. And as I was pivoting, that was really the beginning stages of me being called to do this visibility work and helping women reclaim their voice and, and um, you know, become like sought after coaches online. And as I pivoted, I took a break from the podcast, but it was so amazing how even when I took that break, to kind of get my footing again and, and and navigate that pivot in my business and in my life. So many women were still coming out, out like, like reaching out to me on Instagram wow. saying, Oh my gosh, I love your podcast. And Oh my gosh, this really, you know, this really impacted me or you really spoke truth about this. And I was like, this is where I want to be. This is. Wow. Home. That is so cool. So I just want to point out that you said you were in your mom's closet because for those women listening that are like, I can't do this because I don't have it all, you know, figured out. I don't have the right, whatever it is. Um, girl, don't let that hold you back. Okay. You just got to do the thing. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and I'm going to add your link. So your podcast is the liberated Latina. I'm going to add your link because I definitely believe it's, it's such a great place of resource. And I had not seen your dog on Instagram because I first was listening to your podcast, but I heard you mentioned your dog, your dog on there. So um, it's just funny because I feel like you could go on someone's Instagram, but you'll know a lot more about them when you're hearing their podcast. So, um, so that is so cool. I love that. Okay. So I heard you say you pivoted. So tell me, how you started to help women. I know you said like with visibility, but what, what changed when you actually pivoted? Cause obviously you're still helping mm-hmm. women. Can we like dive into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm an open, I'm an open book. <laughs> okay. I'm totally down to go into all the things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I started out, I really wanted to do more like Latina empowerment. So um, as somebody that had transitioned out of corporate and navigated all of those, oh my gosh, but this is what I should be doing. What is what does this mean about me if I'm leaving? And it really challenged my self-concept of what I thought I had to do to be successful and to be essentially loved, right? Yeah. Um, so as somebody that had navigated that and, and really found my footing in business, I wanted to help other Latinas do the same, whether that was they wanted to excel in their corporate career or make that transition. But ultimately, people started coming to me, you know, Latinas and women of color in general started coming to me for client attraction. They really, they were like me in that they didn't want to subscribe to the hustle anymore. They're like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired of overworking myself. I see this as a pattern generationally in my family. And I don't want to recreate this oppressive space where I have to overwork myself and overextend myself. And I, I, I want to navigate my business with ease. So I was like, okay, great. Let's do client attraction. So I navigated into doing more client attraction for beginner coaches. And what I found was that, you know, everyone came to me and they wanted to know the business things, right? Like, yeah. tell me what to do. Tell me how to set up my business. Tell me how to attract clients. Tell me how to, you know, what do I need to do to raise my prices? How do I price? How do I make a program? Like all of that stuff. But what I found was that the clients that really 
just blossomed were the ones that we got to do some really deep work around visibility and being seen and letting that voice shine through because usually they were like, you know, I did this course mm-hmm. and I did this thing and I, I thought that I needed people to tell me what to say to, to attract clients. I thought that I needed somebody to tell me what strategy to use. Give me your strategy so that I can replicate and I can get results, right? It was, it was a lot of outsourcing of power. And through just, you know, the natural evolution of people that came to me, I realized that it was more visibility is more of an inside out job. And the people that just naturally had like that sought after effect of people coming to them, they were really connected to what their voice was and letting everything that they did be an extension of that truth. I love that. I, you know, I love that you're speaking on that because we are living, we are living in a time where everything is so fast. So when you talk about you want to go on IG, right? And you want people to see you and know what you're doing. Like humanly, we all want that. And we need to put our message out there. But at the same time, you're like one person out of so many people. So how do you shine? How do you? And for me personally, like my conviction as a woman of faith who is in business is that it has to be simple. It's simple. I yeah, I have a strategy and a system or whatever, but I'm like it has to be simple. That's that for me that's the key. Who am I connecting with and and there's just beauty in the simple. You know, so I love that you're sharing that because for a lot of the women who listen to this podcast, they have dreams. They want to do things. They don't know how to do it. Um so I can definitely relate to what you're saying, but when we start to think about I need this and I need that. And then we're looking at what everybody else has or doesn't have. That's, I think, where we kind of get into some trouble. (laughs) Um, If I could just say it that way. Um, Mm -hmm. So I love, I just love where we, what we're chatting about right now. But I do want to know, you're a podcaster, I'm a podcaster. You talk about using your voice. So how can we encourage women or what would you say to the woman who desires to reclaim her voice, what are some ways, maybe practical, maybe a little bit deeper, because you were talking about the deeper work, what are some ways that they could navigate that? Yeah. And before we do that, um, I I definitely want to get to that, because that is a beautiful question. And I really thank you for answering that. And I want to be clear that, you know, I think that strategy, I mean, strategy is, is essential right? Mm-hmm. In business. And, but we lose sight of what strategy is really here to do. Strategy is a channel that gets to amplify something, right? So it's so essential that, and this is the, the disconnect and it's so normal. Like, I just want to really normalize this. Like I definitely did this too, where we go into the, it's, it's a, it's a fear response, right? I need the right strategy because I need this to happen. And I want these clients now, and I want this, yeah. this money yesterday. And I want <laughs> this and that, right? So the fuel that we inject into any strategy that we use, this is why different people get widely different results with the same strategy. It has to do with the fuel that we're injecting into that strategy, which is a channel that amplifies whatever we put into it. So if we're putting in fear, if we're putting in neediness, if we're putting in, you know, like, that type of fuel, then the strategy is not going to necessarily work out, or it might just not be the right strategy. It's like trying to fit yourself into a pair of jeans that are two sizes too small. It doesn't fit your bigness. Like it doesn't fit your fullness, the deliciousness of who you are. 
So when we flip the when we flip the order of that, right? When we get reconnected to this voice that I'm going to talk about, and then we get a strategy that really fits the beautiful fullness and our curves and our deliciousness of who we are, then that gets to amplify that. And that's when it generates the results that we want to see, right? So reclaiming our voice. Yes. <laughs> there's so many there's so many ways that I could go about this. And, and I mean, it's, it's really a whole reclamation process that, that I go through in my program. So it's, you know, it's real juicy, but I will say this, a really simple way to start reclaiming your voice and to get back to that truth, because that's what it is. Reclaiming our voice is reconnecting to truth and everything that we want is on the frequency of truth, of love, of joy. So notice how you are and who you're being when you're the most comfortable, when you feel the most safe. So that could be who you are with a specific friend, who you are with a specific loved one, who you are with your partner, wherever you're the most safe, notice who you are. How are you speaking? How are you laughing? How are you moving? How are you interacting? And then notice when you show up for whatever it is, either a business, you're doing an Instagram story, you're doing a live, does anything shift? Do you feel like you have to turn something on? Do you feel like you have to perform? And no, just lovingly notice where are you diminishing yourself from shoulds, right? Because when uh, what you'll notice is that, oh, I actually am pretty goofy when I'm with my loved ones or no, I'm actually pretty calm. But I think that if I go live, I have to be the super bubbly, effervescent person uh, that I'm not that. I'm not really, you know? Yeah. Wow. You know that now that you're saying that, like, it's so true, like paying attention to who you are because we're constantly, I mean, we're living in a very fast paced world, right? We're constantly going and we don't have the time or we don't give ourselves the time to step back and really fully embrace or analyze. But I just got to like mention what you said, the deliciousness of who you are. That is so like freaking genius. <laughs> I love that because we oftentimes don't allow our, and I include myself, right? Sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit or we take ourselves for granted. And, you know, a lot of the women I connect with, we wear a lot of different hats. So what you're seeing is so like genius. <laughs> hey, girl, I appreciate that. Yeah, who we truly are is like the most beautiful, delicious thing there is. I love it. I love it. So let me ask you, as a Latina, what what does that mean? Because does it mean that when you reclaim your voice, it does it mean you podcast? What does it look like? Because I'm sure it looks different for for everybody, because every woman is different. Can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Genius question. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I can't say what it looks like as far as physical action, but what it feels like is detaching from needing to do things for specific outcomes or outsourcing your power to doing things for other people. Wow. So good. And how that looks like for you may be different for me. For me, it was definitely a podcast that was definitely part of my reclamation process uh, for, for some of my clients, it's actually doing 
more lives, right? For some of them, it's diving really deep into their written content and starting a blog. For some of my clients, it's just the way that they act. They're doing the, they're doing the things that they want to do, but they're doing it with an expectation and like, okay, I'm only going to be fully myself. If this gets me the results that I want, I better get the client or, oh my gosh, I did this and it didn't land the result. Right. But it's letting that go and letting your fullness come through because you, you are worth it regardless point blank. You get to be that. And the energy in which they approach things drastically changes. Right. And then funny enough, once we detach from needing something, once we detach from controlling things and having to do things so that we get something from other people, whether that's love, validation, money, acceptance, that's really when the, the, everything that we desire to bring in can come in because we're not limiting ourselves to needing to control how things happen. So, yeah, I think reclaiming our voice is is such a beautiful unfolding and it's going to look different for everyone. But what it does always entail is you're going to find that detachment of no longer needing certain things to fulfill you, of no longer needing to do certain things to feel a certain way about yourself because you get to feel so at home and at peace with who you are and everything gets to just react to that power. That's so good. I I love that because you know, for many women, they've kind of embraced the people pleasing aspect. And I mean, hey, I'm a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> I'm not gonna Same lie. Though. <laughs> for me, I know why it is because of how I was raised. I couldn't say no, I had to say yes. Or there was harsh punishment if I said no. So that, you know, I had to obviously in my own journey of healing and all that, I I realized that. But a lot of times too, and I don't know if you'd agree, like we're trying to impress people. And I think we've all been guilty of it. And so I think it's hard when you don't, like you said, embrace your deliciousness. Um, But when you don't embrace who you are authentically, like what you said, who are you? when you're doing XYZ, who are you really when you're around whoever it is that brings the best out of you? And not being not being somebody else because you're on a live and you want to hype it up more. So I I love that you mentioned that because it's all about serving others, especially like with with what we're talking about entrepreneurship. Um, So whatever it is, you know, whoever's listening, whatever it is that you're doing, I mean, even if you're working at Target or Starbucks or whatever, wherever you are, embrace who you are, right? And don't be afraid to be who you are, because that's, I think, where we shine the most, where our voice, like you said, is amplified the most. So I just love that. <laughs> yeah, if I could, you you touched on something really powerful, and it's, it's a topic of authenticity. And I know that we've all heard at some point or another, you know, be authentic, be fully. And I even just said it, right. Just be fully you be authentic. And what I find though, is that when we are so deep and disconnected from that, because of who we were expected to be, because of maybe some shaming that happened when you were a child and you were all of you and you it was like, no, 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 it's too much. Or, you know, you can't do that. Or you can't be that. Or, you know, calm down, pay attention. 
all of these different layers of silencing, of shaming, of expectation, of cultural conditioning, of whatever yeah. it is, takes us further away from that authenticity to the point where if, you know, if you're listening, you're anything like me, I was like, I don't even know what me authentically looks like. And now how do I take that and package that into something that I present online? Like that was the biggest gap for me. I was so disconnected from it. And I think that that's usually where the conversation stops. And I think that's only the beginning of the conversation, right? Like what really is authenticity? Because authenticity for me is not the same as authenticity for you or somebody yeah. else. Like it's so much deeper than posting a picture of you on the couch in your sweatpants and a top knot. Like it's a little <laughs> deeper than that, right? Um, and that's something that I also see with a lot of my clients is they're like, okay, yeah, I get it, Daisy, like be authentic. But I don't even know what that looks like for me. Am I more bubbly or am I just like that? Because I was told that that's more comfortable for people to be around me. Am I really an empath or did I just learn that everybody else's emotions were more important than my own, right? There's a lot of, of yeah. challenging and ultimately what I, you know, the method that I've found that has really helped with that is methods that allow us to bypass the mind. And I think we talked about this a little bit on our connection call, right? Yeah. We, we bypass, we have to bypass the conscious mind because the conscious mind is where all of those stories are living. Yeah. All of those shoulds, all of those things that we were told, all these voices that aren't even ours. And we have to get into the body. We have to get into the body because our body knows what is that truth. Yeah. So a simple way to start doing this is to not necessarily just sit and meditate and try to be still, but try to take really deep conscious breaths through the nose and an exhale through the mouth. And sit in that and allow your body to start moving. If you're feeling something uncomfortable, lean into it. That is where your authenticity is. You're mad. You're upset. You're frustrated. You're annoyed. That's truth that's coming up for you. So sitting and instead of trying to meditate it away into peace, let it move through you. Take those conscious breaths and let your body move. Let yourself cry. Let yourself do whatever your body needs to do because that's how we get access to those deeper layers where you're going to find out, oh, I'm actually, I'm a little sassy. And that's what I found (laughs) about myself. I'm like, oh, I'm actually pretty sassy. Oh, I'm actually this way, but I just haven't been connected to that because I thought that was wrong. Wow. Okay. Can I share something if that's okay? Since this is a cafecito chat. Um, So I've always been really goofy. Like that's just who I am. I'm silly. I act stupid like in a good way (laughs) um and then people used to tell me uh why can't you be serious like I even had boyfriends tell me that before and I remember my guy friends like say I don't think anyone's ever gonna marry you because you just act you're always acting silly blah 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 you're always being goofy and so I think in my 20s was when I started thinking something was wrong with me like, am I immature? Like, I was just really struggling with that. But also, back then, I struggled a lot with my identity, too. So that didn't help. But now I've realized, well, this is how I was made. This is really how I was made. And even like when I'm coaching and in my masterminds, like, I, I will say something, especially if it's something very deep, just to kind of bring it back to like, all right, so 
I love that you said that because we should never try to be somebody else. That's how we start comparing ourselves. I mean, that's a whole other topic, but that's how we fall into the comparison trap. And and I also wanted to mention, like, because we're talking about like social media a little bit, you know, if you see another girl show up and I'm just going to say show up in heels, show up in a dress and the other ones in her sweats and her top knot. And that's you. You like that. Don't try to be like the girl in the heels, you know, and I think in the coaching world, I've asked myself, how should I dress? Should I dress different now that I'm a coach? Should I like up it up? And yes. I'm like, no, girl, like I will take my jeans and my graphic tee because that's who I am. So I love that you're that you're sharing that because and I know like I went somewhere else with it. Um, I love that you're sharing that, though, because I think that authenticity, like you said, it looks different. You know, for you, it looks different for me. And I just want the women who are listening to hear this from two women who are kind of in the same at, you know, atmosphere, <laughs> in the same kind of, uh, you know, industry. Space. Yeah. In the yeah. Same space. Thank you. Um, but we're different and that's fine. And so I just want them to see that because when you are comparing yourself, you don't get to celebrate the woman in front of you or the woman next to you. So, Hey, if you are authentic, being silly or serious because you're an introvert and you want to wear your heels, do it, girl. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. And also it doesn't make business. It doesn't make business sense for us to not be who we are. It's not sustainable. Yeah. It's just not. It's so exhausting to have to show up to a business where we have to perform and turn it on. That is depletion to the umph degree. Yo, I had to do that in corporate and it exhausted me after two and a half years. Like I'm not doing that anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and I understand. And I have so much compassion because I did do that. I did kind of set up a situation where, or, or a business, a space where I felt like I had to be consultant Daisy with, you know, more professional and, you know, using these corporate words. And even my boyfriend was like, you're not in corporate anymore. Like, what are you talking about? I'll circle back. Like, what are you doing? But, you know, it's, it's just not sustainable. And that's usually where I see coaches, you know, yes, they, they get incredible success and they scale to six figures or, you know, multiple six figures, but they're like, I'm exhausted now. And I don't know why, why do I have to keep pushing myself to do this? Why do I have to, my launches are like, Oh my God, they're so exhausting. And I don't even want to coach anymore. And, and usually the energetic is they're being somebody that they're not. Right. Because when we get to show up in a space and just be all of us, there's no pressure. There's no punishment. There's no, you have to be this. You have to act like this. You have to live up to this. That energy is so sneaky, but it depletes us so fast. And anything that depletes us is really stopping us from having the impact that we're sent here to have that God wants us to have. If he didn't want you to have that silliness, he wouldn't have put it in you, but that's part of what your that's part of what your gift is to your clients. So why not turn the volume all the way up? I love that so much. So we're going to wrap up soon. But since we're talking about I mean, it's hard not to talk about coaching or like business when you're I'm like, I know she's a coach. So we're going to talk about this, you know, because I get excited when I am able to talk to a woman who's on that journey, because I want to learn, but I also 
it's just like, like that scripture says, as iron sharpens iron, right? So I, I just love being able to share a space, you know, with a, with a woman who does that. Um, And I just think you are so inspiring, so empowering. I love everything that you're doing. Now, what would you tell the woman who's like, oh, I don't know. I kind of want to start a business, but people are discouraging me. I don't think I'm good enough. You know, I don't feel that I could do that. Well, they're smarter. You know, those type of comparison thoughts. What would you say to her to just, and I'm sure you get asked this question a lot, just to kind of show her that as yourself, you are, you can do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I just want to say this, like, no matter what space you're in, even if you are in a corporate space, in a boardroom, this still applies because it's not sustainable to be anything other than who you are. That being said, if you are feeling the pull towards something, whether that be a business, whether that be a new role in life, whether that be to make a career change, like whatever it is, if you're feeling the pull, meaning you're not necessarily pushing yourself to buy into that you want to do this. You're just feeling a natural pull. And when you want to answer that pull, that's when the doubts start and the stories start. I would invite you to expand the level of love and compassion that you can have for yourself. Because usually what gives those stories fuel is when we want to, we, we hear the stories, we hear the fears, we hear the doubts, and then we add fuel to it. Like, yeah, because look at this person. And then our brains get to work and start trying to show us proof of why our beliefs are true. And the way to combat that is to pause it and be like, hold on. Regardless of what I do, regardless of what I decide to do next, how can I really deepen the level of love and compassion that I have for myself? And how can I celebrate myself right now, even before I go and do the thing? Yeah. Right. Because what that does is that it again alleviates that pressure and that expectation. You don't have to move forward and do something in order to be worthy, in order to be celebrated, in order to be loved. We adopt this mentality of, and, and I, it makes sense because all our lives in schools, we have graduation and then there's the next thing and then there's graduation and then there's college and then there's a graduation. We have these big milestones. So we think we have to work milestone to milestone. And if we don't get to that milestone, then our thoughts must be true that we're not enough, that we're not this, we're not that. Life is not meant to be lived milestone to milestone. This moment right here is where you get to celebrate yourself. You get to love yourself and you get to have so much compassion for yourself and tell yourself, no matter what you do, you are a boss. Look how far you've come and get into that energy of celebration. You're going to feel those, those thoughts kind of quiet. And then from there, you can see, do I still feel pulled to do this? I'm, I'm full. My cup is full. I love myself. I celebrate myself. Do I still feel pulled to do this? Yes. Okay. I know it's definitely stories. And I get to follow that poll. Does that make sense? Yes, I love it. I love that because you're right. Like one of the things that I like to share is your brain doesn't know if it's true or not. Right. That's why if you have experienced any kind of trauma, you will have some kind of triggers because your brain is like remembering something because it's similar and it's crazy with triggers. You could smell something and be like, go to a whole nother place and It's like you have to be the boss of your brain. Like, we're good. You know, so I think even with stories, like you have to go there and challenge your thinking. It's it's important to do that. So I love that because that's how we get held back when our brain is 
our thoughts, they're controlling and overpowering. Um, so last question before I let you go, because uh, I know you're a busy woman. Why, why is it important that as Latinas, we use our voice? I mean, off the top of my head, it's really, we know that there's not enough representation mm-hmm. for our communities as Latinas, as people of color. And I think that now, this is really the generation of women. And it's it's no coincidence. Like everyone wants to make it a bad thing. Like, oh my gosh, you know, so many people are doing this or there's so much saturation and competition. It's like, no, this is the, this is the function. This is a good thing because we're breaking generational conditioning and generational curses of not living up to our potential because of X, Y, and Z. And God has had enough of it. Yeah. Like God is creating us with, with very similar strengths and very, that, that empowerment and that pull to do great things, because that is the healing that this world needs. And especially as Latinas and women of color, because the time for women of color leadership is now it's here. We're finally in a time where we have the the resources literally at our fingertips. I'm holding onto my phone right now. Mm -hmm. We have everything that we need at our fingertips and I just think about, you know, the day that I am faced with my, you know, my ancestors with God and what I tell him, you know, I didn't do it because I was afraid. I I couldn't, Wow. you know, I couldn't. So this is really the time. One of my astrologer friends literally said this generation is, is being charged with this initiative to break things, to disrupt patterns, to disrupt limitations. It's literally in the stars for us. So it's so important that we reclaim our voices because that's the healing that this world needs. It's so much bigger than us and our goals and our, I mean, yes, that's important, but this mm-hmm. is really here for the collective healing of the world and what better legacy to leave for the, the women of color and the Latinas that are coming after us than to show them that they can do exactly what they feel pulled to do. They can have a great impact in the world and we get to be the example we get to pe- be the people that they see themselves in whereas maybe for a lot of us we didn't have that growing up that is so powerful like i literally got goosebumps so as we wrap up would you like to add anything else and then just share where people can find you if they want to connect with you yeah this is so fun thank you for having me thank you for just creating a beautiful space to share my voice and if you all want to hang. I'm always on Instagram at the Liberated Latina. You can also listen to the Liberated Latina podcast. I'm back on there having a blast, bringing the fire, but also bringing the heart. Um, so I would love to see you all there. And I'm also going to leave you all with a link to a masterclass that I did talking all about this specific thing, reclaiming your voice. If you're a coach, if you're looking to start a business, this is really, I really gave my my all to this masterclass sharing three elements that are essential to creating that profitable online presence, that visibility that, I, that is not just seen, but is felt. Um, so I'll leave that as a gift, but I'm just so, I'm so excited and I'm so grateful to you for reaching out and for having me on. So yeah, yeah I appreciate thank you. you. Thank you for accepting my invitation. It was, it was such an honor to have you. All right, guys. Well, go follow Daisy. Go listen to her podcast. She is definitely someone that is going to give you value and empower you. And of course, let's lift each other up. But have a wonderful day. God bless. Mm
Hey girl, wasn't that episode so empowering and inspiring? Hey, do me a favor, share this episode with the women in your life because something powerful happens when we lift each other up. You can share this episode with your amigas by texting them the link, posting it on social, and you can also tag me in your stories on IG at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. I'll make sure to give you a shout out. And hey, if you haven't left a review for the Fearless Mujer podcast and you have Apple, go ahead and leave me a review. Let me know that you're loving this podcast. All right, girl. God bless.